What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Top Heels Podcast. This is the podcast for pro wrestling fans by pro wrestling fans. I am the king of wrong style, Patrick Morgan. Here with my co-host today. Take it away, Bo. Yo, it's your boy, Bo, known as the king of breast style. And we are here to talk pro wrestling, discuss pro wrestling, enjoy pro wrestling. Yep. And so... We are here today to have this first episode with you all. We want you all to chime in, give us your opinion, your on what we do here at Top Hills, and give us different ideas we can go with and different concepts we can do episodes about. Because it's all about the love of pro wrestling. It's all about coming together and discussing pro wrestling. Yes, this is a pro wrestling podcast by fans for fans your opinion matters too when it comes to wrestling however you feel about it let us know let's get into the topic for today today since it's our first episode we thought it would be real cool just to tell y'all who we like and why we like wrestling and things like that so i'm gonna start it off with the question bo why do you love wrestling so much why do i love wrestling first it's just it's a sport, and it's a different sport. Listen, now. Like, it's something about wrestling that I always separated from when I would watch NBA or when I would try to force myself to watch the NFL because I'm letting all of you all know. I have a favorite NFL team, but I hate football. That's weird as hell, but that's just straight up. Yeah, I'm not so, the best football yeah, fan either. I, hate I love the Patriots, football. though. I love the Cowboys since 94, but, like, for real, I can't know. Yeah, but like watching wrestling for the first time, and I saw the way they hit, the way they failed, the different maneuvers, ha, maneuvers that they use, and it, it just wasn't that. It was a story that it told. It yeah. was always a story that was tied to a match. And when you bring a sport and storytelling together, it creates a spectacle like no other. And that, that what made me fall in love with wrestling. Not just per WWF or WWE, not only WCW, not only ECW, but also Japan. Because I just fell in love with wrestling all over the world. What about you, man? For me, I say I love wrestling because me and my grandma used to watch it all yeah. the time. It's like every Monday, Thursday when SmackDown used to come on. We didn't get every pay-per-view, but we got one here and there. I think we got WrestleMania 8. Teen, was it I believe Rockin' that, that Hogan thing was expensive <laughs> or is it X8 did we say X8 or X8. 18 I really cause X8 sounds 18, so bad X8 was it looks cool it looks cool but think about it say X8 X8 it just don't sound it don't sound it like, like X7 some nasty shit you discover with a new chick or something X7, X7. sounds good I, if anybody else say WrestleMania 17 you're not a wrestling fan. You yeah, have to X7. say WrestleMania X7. That was a different type. But don't of say X8. No. They're like X9. Keep it real. X WrestleMania 18 wasn't my favorite. No. Not at all. No. But yeah. It Back was, to that, that that love of wrestling, but I hate it. Yeah. Just that, and also when I first started getting more into it, like learning more about it, when Netflix first came out, it had a lot of wrestling documentaries. Mm-hmm. I used to watch them all the time, yeah. and then I used to go look for more wrestling documentaries. I wanted to find out more about wrestling. That's when I found out the storytelling and wrestling all over the world, how it is in different promotions. I had to learn, hey, WWE is not wrestling itself. It's not the only wrestling yeah. promotion, because I was born in 95, mm. so by the time I actually got to yeah. learn, learn wrestling, WCW was gone. Everything yeah. was gone, Dang. besides WWE. I forget, I forget how much younger you are than I am. Like, two years at the most, but... A lot happened. Yeah, a lot happened years. in those two years. I, I see what you're saying. I never knew that. Yeah, man, dang. Yeah. Think about it. 97, 98. That was about two years right there. Yeah, it was something And else. those are big years. So, I, I really years. never just saw a WCW. Even when I learned about WCW, I liked it. It was great. Every part wrestling to me is great, but I was you somewhat really thinking, yo, there. WWE. Yeah. Until I finally learned, hey, it's just not that. You could even check out a small independent promotion. People in gymnasiums fighting for like a corn dog and handshake so it's so much wrestling and just the fact of that itself in the storytelling in wrestling how people go so much into their character that is what gravitates me to it just the spectacle of it like i understand yes 
it is script, but still, Very. you gotta go in there with your hey, I don't care script. I'm finna go in there and enjoy. And once you go in with that mindset, yeah. you will enjoy it so much better. But let's talk about some wrestlers, bro. Okay, so when we say let's talk about our favorite wrestlers, it's so much that goes yeah. into it. It's almost it's a broad and I mean question. It's so many wrestlers out there even current just current rest it's so many out there because so many promotions out there and so many people trying to get their head in door and just whoever you like whoever just gravitates towards you any wrestling fan that says i have a top 10 and everyone on that list is mainly wwe i'm sorry you're not a wrestling fan you're a north american WWE fan. yeah basically but you yeah, could have, yeah, I mean, you could have your dirty in top ten. But to me, in my top ten, I'll have few dirty. Don't get me wrong; it's definitely yeah. a few. But let's that's see, where thing, can we start? Who's your childhood favorite? As a child, who's your favorite? Who's the guy? Every time they came out, you was like, "I'm ready to see this." Who's your guy? I honestly, when you was younger, I cannot lie. It was Taker. 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 Every um part of his gimmick, every stage of it. Whether it was 90, I saw Taker for the first time, like, 95, 96. Mm-hmm. And my dad had brought, like, a WWE Coliseum home video home. And so, I saw him for the first time, and I've never seen anything like him. Ever since 97, Next. when I really started watching Monday Night Raw a lot, everything Taker ever did, I wanted to see. When he came out in, like, the so-called kayfabe and started shooting on Vince McMahon, and that he was in street clothes. He looked like the guy. He that was Mark. Everybody so, called him Mark. Yeah, that was Mark that <laughs> night. And so even the biker gimmick. Let people say what they want to about the biker gimmick. I was a fan of that freaking biker gimmick. You all know something? When it comes to the biker gimmick, uh, first off, like I said, since I was so young, the biker gimmick was kind of like somewhat my first taste of Taker, but. After looking back at it, his old gimmick, I liked the biker gimmick because I felt like it was time to change. And the era it was going towards, Taker had to humanize himself so he could put younger stars over and have True. more effective matches with younger stars. Because if it was just dead Taker, no, stop, dead man, it yeah. he would just roll through everybody all the time. And you like gotta look you at, DDP. Also, you got to look at this. The world that we were living in at that time, yeah. it was pretty like we have dark things going on now. Not trying to get into that, but in the nineties, a lot of things were happening. So Taker had Taker's dark persona, the ministry persona. It was going to lose. It was steam. fun. It was going to lose the scene because eventually the world got happier. <laughs> and eventually, like, the world just gonna be like, "Hey, this is a dead guy. Guy who run around saying he's dead." Oh, um, yeah. yeah. He has humanized himself just to make a different chapter. So when he did bring back the dead guy gimmick again, people pop so hard for it. That's why Taker is my childhood favorite. Because when I heard Paul Bear like. <laughs> At oh, yes. Twenty, yes. That was like, so bad. Like the pop. <laughs> oh it was, yes. Damn, I hate old better. Yeah, for real. That that it just something about it, and the whole late two thousand paper run right up until I must say I didn't like the Triple H WrestleMania match. It's like Which that one? match, the and first the one. First one? No, not the very first one. Not the um. Except no, one. I'm not talking. About but the t- first one of twenty seven, yeah, the modern era, basically. You ain't like that match. I hated the match. Wow. Only why? That's why I hated it. It made Taker look human by the wrong person. Not saying Triple H could have not handed Taker his. That's ass. the game. It's the game. But I see if it was the game from X Seven handed Taker his ass, and everybody has knowledge or have heard that. Taker really never really respected Hunter in the ring that much. And that match they had at X7 turned Taker's mindset around about Hunter. He thought of Hunter differently going forward after that. But what I'm saying is, the game that went up against Taker at 27 was an older game. He was in great shape. But they made him seem like 
all of a sudden, as time went by, he became more deadlier than Taker. And that is a lie. I'm going to keep it real with you. <laughs> the older both men have gotten, Triple H was still sadistic, excuse me, but at the same time, it's like you know he's going to grab the sledgehammer. Where Taker had started getting chairs, putting him in a guy's throat and like slamming him on the steel kit, um, steps. Like, come on, man. It's Taker, Taker was my childhood favorite. I'll say for my childhood, um, I don't even have to think about it. I know. It's the guy. Charismatic Enigma. Jeff Hardy. He was my guy. I was one of them. I was the rock star guy. Wow. Who just loved seeing him yeah. jump off of crazy stuff. Like, no disrespect, that's like my was my niece's favorite. And she she hates the wrestling now, but when I'm telling you Man. anything before oh five, she Jeff is Hardy. a Jeff Hardy fan. So I understand where you're going. He was from. the guy. He jumped over he just looked cool. Had the rainbow hair, doing his funny dance every time he came yeah. out. Jeff Hardy in a dance contest, I'm calling Jeff. Like him well, I could say him in Matt. Because I did notice Matt work too. I wasn't just a big, hey, Jeff the guy. We don't care about Matt. No, I still had my love for Matt too. Because I noticed, hey, even though Jeff going around flying all crazy stuff, Matt is taking care of the workload. True. He's the ground base. So I always respected Matt. I just liked the fact that Jeff always jumped off of things. Because I was a little kid as a wrestler. And then I was skinny. So, me loving wrestling, I always wanted to gravitate more towards the high flyers and the cruiserweights. Um, All because, uh, yeah. hey, I couldn't do the power moves. I like jumping off stuff. When I'm younger, when I was younger on trampoline on my bed, I was jumping off stuff. <laughs> I was hitting the high flying moves. I was trying to hit the Hurricane Ronalds and Moon Salts and Swanton Bombs, Frog Splashes, things like that. Keep it real, I was a technician guy. You want to be a I technician? I always was the submission guy. When we, me and my cousin would play wrestling in the backyard. You're his submissions. I was the power guy. See, I always would model myself when I was used to play pretend wrestler. I would be that guy from Japan slash the rugged territory that love submissions and that could do power based moves you want to know what my finisher was like real talk and don't like laugh but i could i could honestly i could execute moves probably dangerously not that safe but i was so strong as a kid still strong now as a child i can honestly lift you up and drop you without hurting you honestly because i kind of figured out okay wrestling is not seriously just Somebody literally dropping someone on their head on purpose because a guy will be dead or worse. Well, ain't nothing worse than dead, but you get what I'm saying. So, my finisher move was a Tiger Driver, 97. Tiger wow. Driver. Wow. Yeah, seriously. I could under do an underhook and, like, lift you. I was that strong, and we was on the trampolines. I would lift you up, powerbomb, just release you down in a sit-out position. I think my, when I was younger... I kind of like me and my cousin. Every time we played, I kind of like being the bad guy. Yeah, I was always the bad guy. Every time, every time somebody came over, we wanted to have like wrestling matches, tag team matches. I was the bad guy. We had interests. I was the one healing it up. Yeah, because everybody else wanted to be cool. They want to do the Jeff Hardy thing stuff. Don't get me wrong, I did too. But you know who I kind of modeled myself after <laughs> when every time I played pretend wrestling on trampoline or something. Yeah, you won't believe it. Raven. I feel that. Raven. DDT was a part of my I, maneuvers. I, I used to, like, Raven. every time... I was a promo guy. Yeah. I always wanted to cut promos like Raven. I was always like, what about me? What about me? <laughs> what about Patrick? I'm the skinny one. <laughs> I'm the one who got go with and take the beat. And then, like, everybody else was so much bigger than me. Because I was still taller somewhat, but I was so skinny. Yeah. So, I would be the one... Have to be the one to take the big hits, take the big bumps. Yeah, like an idiot. Then I'm the idiot who want to do high flying moves, try to do a suicide dive off a trampoline and stuff. I'm surprised I never got hurt. Yeah, that's another thing. I'm but surprised a lot of me and my cousins are still walking. I definitely told people to quote the Raven more than I should have. Everybody was doing DX chops. I was saying quote the Raven. You know, I told a teacher that one time in class, and she actually rewarded me in class. 
because she said Christopher Chisholm is the only one who has been reading the next chapter on Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Poe. I, they say the I same was thing so, to me. I was so shocked because I'm like, in my head, I didn't say anything because I was going to let her give me my roses. But I um, did not know that's what it came I, I, from. As a child, I was like, who the fuck is Edgar Allan Poe? As a child, <laughs> I'm sorry. As a black kid in Jackson, Mississippi in the South, I'm saying both the Raven nevermore from wrestling. My teacher honestly believed that I was at home looking up the next chapter on Edgar Edgar Allan Poe. That it showed you what wrestling can do for you. It did. Some people did you say that like, oh, you know Edgar Allan Poe. Sure. Yeah. That guy. I'm not Raven. Yeah. I mean, I know him now, of course, but it was totally different. Um, but so, yeah. who is some of your favorite right now? Let, let's go by promotions. Oh, who's okay. your favorite? Let's start. Who's your favorite Mexican-born wrestler? I'm gonna say Eddie Guerrero off top, just cause it's Eddie. Like when I think of Mexican Mexican wrestlers, I'm think of the I'm think of the Guerrero family. I know people won't say El Santo, Mil Mascara, and all people like that, but I never seen them. Yeah, I wasn't. Around I seen Eddie. So. So, when I think of Mexican, I'm going to think of the Guerreros. And first come first, Eddie. Yeah. I, it's really the same thing for me. Eddie was that first Hispanic wrestler that I saw that was totally charismatic, flamboyant. Not in a flamboyant way, but he had a little flamboyance about him because his walk. Yeah. He had a walk. Eddie Guerrero mastered the art of a walk. Yeah, he mastered charisma, ring, technician. Eddie mastered a lot, and let's go on, because I could sit up here talking about Eddie all yeah. day. But the reason I said Mexican-born wrestler is because I know myself personally don't watch too much of Lucha Libre style, so yeah. I wouldn't know too many. Like Triple A, CMLL, I don't watch them. Unfortunately, because I'm not the biggest Lucha Libre fan, but if I had to pick a wrestler from them, when I do glance at it here and there, I have to say, of course, Pentagon. You know, you know? I'm not gonna just both Lucha Brothers are amazing. Yeah, but if I'm just talking about Lucha Libre that set a standard with wrestler over there, I have to go. It'll be between L.A. Park. Mm. And Conan for me, and a I, lot of people, true, true. a lot of people don't give Conan the credit for they being don't. the basically the Hispanic Hulk Hogan over there. He could sell out Arena Mexico like it was taking a walk in the park. And I did not know that until like a couple of weeks ago, when I wow, saw, really? um, yeah, I saw Talkies Jericho yeah. on the cruise, yeah, with um, Conan talking, and they were saying like how Conan was so over in Mexico. Yes. I was like, wow. Yeah. When I, Every time I see Conan, he's usually, you know, doing some type of street gimmick or something. Yeah. But so see, it's crazy. And then, when I saw Conan, like, in his first times in WCW, his earlier days, when he was a high flight, it was just so weird looking at it. I'm like, wow, true. this Conan? You ain't never expect. The K-Dog used to fly. <laughs> What's another promotion? Next promotion, Ring of Honor. Who is your top dog in Ring of Honor? Who's your guy? My top Ring of Honor guy. Who's your favorite? If it wasn't for him, my favorite. Like, we're just talking about all time, period, right? Um, hmm. Are we talking about current? We, we just going to talk we're about current about right current. now. we talk about current right now. Current? Yeah. Oh, shit. Nobody. Nobody? Nobody. I'm sorry. No one is doing it for me. No one? It's... They've taken away Jay Lethal's theme. I can't remember. Scorch Ops, something like that. And they've taken that theme away from him. They are cool I don't on like it. I don't like his new one. Jay, that theme made Jay Lethal Jay Lethal. Jay it Lethal really needs to go ahead and be in WWE. I, yeah, really. That's honestly, if they do have a guy that I still believe in, it's Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. But they're really not doing Jay Lethal any justice. I'm going to keep it real. Ring of Honor has no guy for me right now. But we're just talking about period over the years like we did with the, just the favorite Mexican yeah. wrestler, Hispanic wrestler. It will have to be Brian Danielson because what he did for Ring of Honor. You're talking about one of the OGs of that promotion. True. That seen it change from the first day to his very last 
He saw guys come. He saw guys leave. He saw guys, you know, stay there and stop and never to wrestle again. Like, he's seen a lot, and that's just the guy. Ring of Honor needs a guy like that. They don't have a guy they like that. They need a guy. They right. have Jake Lethal, but at the same time... They cool they, they jits yes, too quick. Yeah. They, like, would take it from under him when it was just... Don't get me wrong. When Adam Cole had beat Jay Lethal years ago to win his, um, I'm going to say, was his second Ring of Honor world title, I'm a, or his third, but I'm going to say second. Sec- it was his second. second he got his third from Kyle O'Reilly yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. So, the fact that he's not getting that due of being their guy, their number one guy, is very messed up to me, is unfair True. A lot of people going to hear me say unfair, be like, what you mean? He's had the longest television title reign. He was co-champion. That doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. He's supposed to be the most over person yes, in Ring of Honor. he's supposed to be the guy right now. He's not. If he's your former double champion, your first ever Ring of Honor undisputed champion since Brian Danielson. And the hell of a run with the, it. Yeah, that unified the pure and world titles. How can you expect him to be that guy to transition your company? Because right now, Matt Taven is not it. And no hate to Matt Taven, but... No, but it ain't like it. It's not... He's um, not having that range. I want to say my favorite is... Right now, the dude got me is... Well, of course, PCO, because that guy's just amazing. But um, actually, Flip Gordon. The whole villain enterprise kind of, you know... They're giving me hope. Uh, yeah, to be I like that, seeing them. That stable to bring a prominence back to Ring of Honor. Yes. That's another problem. Ring of Honor hasn't had any good stables since Adam Cole and everybody basically left. The only person that's still around from those like good stables from like 2014 till around 2016 really is Matt Taven. Matt Taven. Um, Briscoes. It wasn't in the stable. Mm-hmm. It's just a ta- You remember, um, no, they wasn't. They, they wasn't. was never in they the wasn't. stable. No, he was there when they had started, Jimmy. When Jimmy, Seth Rollins, and them had, it was a promo. It was like one of the most fearing promos they had in Ring of Honor. Jimmy Jacobs was cutting a promo when? while Jay Briscoe was hung upside down, bleeding. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it, but the Briscoe still wasn't in it. No, yeah, they wasn't in it. I was thinking they was in it for some no, reason, but no, they was no. just there when he was just there. Yeah, Briscoe was in the faction. The, the only time Briscoes were mentioned in a faction, I think they were honorary to Gucci Japan or Chaos. Either one of those. You know, Jay Lethal was honorary LIJ? It wasn't no honorary. He was LIJ until he lost his world title, and they was like, oh, fuck, man, you losing. You're losing your belt? No. They need those little tranquilo. Let's get off Ring Honor, man. I'm sick of talking about him. Because Ring Honor, it's a good, great show. It's just, it's losing a little fuel right now because they had it. They had Lightning and Bottle. No, I'm not going to say Lightning and Bottle. They had so many good years, so many good wrestlers come out. Even the wrestling, now they're very good, but it's like, it's something lacking in Ring Honor. They're going to through that transitional phase of a lot of these guys are going to big promotions, not just WWE, but promotions because they want to solidify their name somewhere yes. where they're going to get that proper push and respect. So do you think Ring On just always played it too safe and now they starting to see their problems? Like they could have tried coming up big when they had the talent, but they just decided we just going to stay safe. We just going to stay a little indie. And that's all it's we're not do. that. It's really not that because that always worked for them. Like at one point, real talk, Ring of Honor was literally the number two promotion in the world behind WWE. But you always, well, Ring of Honor is always a revolving door, and I just feel like now it's the talent. They have not, talent. If they, they have it, it's just not as their as They don't have characters with that talented. And the same thing can be said by WWE. But here goes the thing about Ring of Honor. They had phenomenal wrestlers who came up with characters. Nothing was given to anyone. These guys, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, that's him. That's not some guy um, bringing in a pack of soda in in catering or in the back of a locker room. No, that was him. 
Samoa Joe being that guy, that was him. They just gave him the undefeated streak because he was that guy. So the problem is... Oh, yeah. First off, it, it, it um, nothing my guy it. is definitely Samoa Joe for Ring of Honor. When you think Ring of Honor, I'm thinking Samoa Joe or CM Punk. Them too, because they were both phenomenal there. CM Punk, like I said, I'm a promo guy. When it comes to promos and Ring of Honor, CM Punk heals the, the, the detestable heel there. So, to me, a heel is just... I think I'm a natural heel. I'm a top heel. Yeah, <laughs> we're all top heels. But, um... What's the next promotion we got? Impact? Impact. Impact. Currently, who's doing it for me and Impact? Sammy Callahan. Currently, Sammy? Sammy. Sammy needs to be the next world champion. The draw? Champion. Yeah, he needs to be the next world champion. True. Okay. You see him taking off Brian Cage? Yeah. It's like, shit... Tessa Blanchard took on Brian Cage in Wrestle Circus. I think that's like her like her home promotion when it comes to just that promotion that's been I think it's in her family. Her family runs that. Then Tessa made events anniversary against Sammy. Yeah, she yeah did. okay. And he made it work. It's not gonna be a, a World Heavyweight title picture? No. Dang I'm putting it on. No. You don't think that team too, made do something? Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with women having their due. But putting the world title on a woman, it really is it's gonna it's gonna create something complicated. Cause now you're gonna have a lot of women want to go for the world title and let's keep it real. Every woman cannot go hard as Tessa. Nah. Are we ever gonna see Tessa versus Sasha Banks? Are we ever gonna see Sasha Banks again? What? In general? Oh, oh I look at her Instagram. I see her. I look time. at her Instagram, but that's just Instagram. I'm like we don't know what's going on. Well, we know what's going on. She tied of the bull, but... She loves wrestling too much. Yeah, to deal with 50-50 ridiculous oh, booking. Let me see. But... Who's my favorite in Teen Impact right now? I keep... I'm so used to calling them TNA, but it's Impact. Who's my... The Rascals. Yes, definitely the Rascals. Funny. Carousel. Those are two things right there. Continuity. Yeah. As a team. Every, they got it right now so i think the rascals are definitely my favorite when it comes to impact you know but what of would all make time rascals, who's your guy for all, all time, time for impact? For impact oh um aj aj of course yeah we don't need to debate that TNA. that's no discussion that's i love TNA. joe and tna but tna booked joe like shit towards the after angle. he lost to kurt angle yeah. once the undefeated streak yeah. it was it was harder to book i was show. like um angle to me should have not been that streak then Cause once Angle got the belt, it never Joe never was in the title picture really again. Most when you're talking about so, Joe. well was Joe ever in type? Joe was like a what one time world champion? Yeah, and that's crazy. Samoa Joe was a one time world. Samoa champion. Joe just held the belt one time. One time, that's exactly. crazy. Exactly. Kurt Sting got them things about. Yo, Mick Six, Foley. Mick Foley had it. Barely walked to the ring all the time. Had a world title. I knew TNA. I knew TNA was bad. Made a bad call when they booked RVD to win a world belt just on a regular yeah show. I remember against AJ Styles. I remember RVD went over on AJ Styles. I was like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love RVD. I love RVD. RVD. RVD is no AJ Styles. RVD kind of and look at the legacy. He's so great. RVD's great. He's great. But, but not at that point in time. AJ Styles. Yeah. Especially at that point in time. It's like an older RVD versus a nice young AJ. I just can't see it. And he wasn't even prime AJ. Exactly. That's a crazy thing. He was young, but he wasn't even prime AJ yet. Ooh, prime and AJ. An older RVD. We'll get to that yeah. another episode. Yeah. What's another promotion? Um, Impact. Let's go, let's go on New Japan. New Japan. Let's talk, let's talk about the big two. New Japan. WWE. Let's go. Who is your favorite in New Japan right now? What do you love about New Japan? What I'm loving about New Japan are my current favorite guy. Honestly, will be, say what you want, Moxley. Moxley is taking full advantage of the opportunity he has in Japan. And it comes across when you watch him. He's really enjoying himself, having the time of his life. I believe that he's going to be the next big Western star over there. I really believe it because the fans believe in him. When you have the Japanese fans believing in who you are, 
if you from North America getting over in Japan, then yeah. you know you have something. If That's just like a Japanese you. getting over in North America. That's when you know, okay, you have something. As long as Vince McMahon is in charge, long Japanese not will not be over in America. Not in WWE. Yeah. Not even in... I don't know. Not any promotion because when you look at it, look at it. No, I'm sorry. AEW. Opposite. Don't AEW got um, Japanese wrestler in there? Exactly. And they're terrible. They know how, they don't know how to introduce wrestlers. That's just something I had to just say out of nowhere. I had to get out of my chest. But what's your new Japan guy? Who's your Um, current guy right now? Sonata. The great Sonata. I said the great Sonata. If y'all remember his time in TNA. Y'all know I called him the Great Sonata. I can see that. You gotta remember his time TNA to know why I called him that. But it's definitely Sonata. That boy is smooth. He's too smooth in the ring. His moonsault is like it's so great, and just all his move sets is so smooth and so nice. The Paradise Lock, all of that is just so smooth. That's the only thing I could call him. He's True. too smooth in the ring. And like how he's over, he's somewhat getting somewhat like a rock star type thing to him. True. How he's got the blonde hair, the blonde beard, how he's coming now. He's starting to look like a star. He's coming into his own. And like Okada had to. Everybody is loving him now. Starting True. to love him now. And I think his popularity now rivals Naito. Yeah. Which is who is definitely in my favorites too. If you ask me of all time who's my favorite in New Japan, yeah. all time, I yeah. have to say Naito. Of all time? Of all time. My like we're me talking personally. about from nineteen seventy two it is to me now? personally. Me Naito? personally, my Naito Tetsuya. Yes, I love that. <laughs> it because the gimmick. The gimmick is too it's tranquilo. I don't care. I'm I throwing mean, at the belt. same time he Went somewhere else to get that same gimmick. He did. Yes. And if you ask me, Naito is basically how The Rock did, how Stone Cold did, how Roman Reigns need to do. Naito, to me, is basically the Roman Reigns of New Japan. New Japan just saw, hey, we are not pushing him right. Roman had their, the top it's belt longer. Up. Yes. See, now, this thing I don't understand, but with New Japan, it's kind of like you don't need the top belt. Necessarily, you don't. And the thing, and then this thing I love about New Japan, it the top belt is so prestigious. Where it's not like not everyone is gonna ever get it. Yes. So it's like when you do see. get it, you really know yeah. you are that guy. It's not just because this guy is injured. I think that the only time I really seen New Japan switch the belt up only when they the came out of their dark days. Yeah. But nowadays it's so tight niche on who gets the belt. The only time I seen it where. I could tell, hey, this person has the belt because of this, this, this was, I hate to say, Jay White. Yeah. That was the only time I knew Jay White had the belt because Kenny wasn't Kenny there. left. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, I still love Jay White. He's a great wrestler. He's definitely somewhere on my list. I don't know where, but he's somewhere. But that's about the only time I feel he's somewhere New Japan low, did it. down on my list. He's Who your favorite all time? In New Japan? New Japan. Great Muda. Muda? The Muda. Um, why? Little kid, of course. Um, was like 12 years old, probably 11. And we had a Dell computer at the house. And anyone who's from Mississippi, North Jackson area, know about Vernon Dish and used to stay in Vernon Dish neighborhood. And I started discovering what YouTube was and going on the web a lot more. And I typed in Japanese wrestling because. I always loved Japanese, some of everything. I always loved the Japanese culture and the colors they use for different promotional arts and posters. But Great Muda was the first thing video that popped up. And I saw his match against Jushin Thunder Liger. And they tore the house down. And Muda's presence from his entrance to him, the walk. That's why I always say... If you don't have a walk, you're not fully in there. Any kind of walk that makes people recognize who you are and what you're about. Even John Moxley has this walk, and you, like you were just mimicking it. Like he just moves his shoulders, like yep. swaying while walking. Not everyone has a walk. The Rock has a walk. It's a fast pace, like I'm rushing down this ramp with charisma. Has All charisma. Bull thighs, but. 
at the same time is all charisma and that's what Muda had and once he takes off the mask the covering over his face and you see what type of face paint he has the crowd just reacts to everything he does he rip he takes it off and you see what kind of face paint he's done and they go ooh I did not Bruh, and then the <laughs> it's streamers. Crazy. It's crazy we did not bring up Anoki um, yet. But no offense to Antonio Anoki. Only reason I haven't brought him up is because, like I said, I wasn't around his time. No, so I, I didn't see his matches. No, I and didn't. even when I did sniff out some matches, it wasn't my. It's more thing. slow, like the eighties and seven. It was a more slower style, which is just not my thing. And even when I saw his match with Muhammad Ali, I was like, Why is he on the floor? He was kicking. Ali's ass in the legs. Like, yeah. I'm like, bro, no. Let's get away from over there in Japan. I know we skipped um all Japan, Noah, Dragon Gate. I know, but hey, I mean, we can't name all of them. I'm just going to put it like this. Pac. If I there say we go. anyone, yeah. Pac. Uh, Pac for Dragon Gate. And if We're I have to Pac. say any other Japanese wrestler for me, honestly, uh, Misawa. Oh. It's hard for me to pronounce his first name. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, and we definitely just, are going yeah. to tear up some of these names yeah, if we stay hard. talking about Japanese wrestlers. So let's get back over and let's get over to Titan Towers. So mm. do you want to treat NXT differently from the main roster? Of course. <laughs> let's throw NXT. I'm not going to say who's your favorite all the time for NXT because basically they'll, you'll kind of give away your main one. roster. I'm going to give you one. But Maybe. who's your favorite NXT right now? Currently? Currently. Velveteen. Velveteen? Velveteen Dream. Okay. D-R-E-A-M-U-U-E. Sorry. Velveteen because when he first came out with the gimmick, everyone thought, where is he going with this? Where is this going? Can this work? Is he the guy with the skill to make it work? And a lot of people have to remember Patrick Clark, who was, before he was the Velveteen Dream, he was Patrick Clark. He's a former... Maryland Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champion with one Leo Rush. So the man was always good in the ring. He was never a slouch. He was your typical all-American grappler Mac type of guy. But he needed a gimmick to bring out a potential in his ring, to bring out a spark in his in-ring work. Because, see, you can be great at what you do, but if you lack charisma and a spark in you, everything True. you do is not will be accepted. It's impressive, True. but it's not fully Facts. accepted. Facts. Apollo Crews. Oh, you want to name any names? Apollo Crews, I will. He hits some of the greatest maneuvers I can see for a guy his size. Preach. But when you lack charisma, people will go, oh, snap, that's a cool move, but whatever. And but, I love Apollo. I love him. Not just because he's fret, but just wow. love him. He's a Sigma? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, Florida ain't, ain't it. I'm not too sure about which one, but yeah, he was I, I, I can see that dude totally being a single. He throw, he throws up the sign here and there. Yeah, I can on totally some matches. see that. He yeah. throw him up like you could give him a frat boy gimmick. You could totally put some blue and white with him. Let him just go. I wouldn't and, do it. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not too much of a fan of using like Greek things to help you get over stuff. Like Titus O'Neil. I don't like everybody <laughs> doing that. Thing, cause uh, it's like, wow. Well, then that's kind of disrespectful to the kills. Yeah, cause now you got a lot of people actually sharing yeah. it. Uh, doing it. That's a come. I'm like, nah, stay away from actually saying. You hey, know. you ain't never seen a wrestler come out there with their Masonic um apron on. That's all I got to say. Oh, so. they ain't gonna do that. Yeah, no, nah. they ain't gonna do that. You get first off, up. Vince ain't going for that. Vince gonna think, oh, put him in some cult type of faction, and we will shut everything. And down then, oh man. <laughs> He will get a phone call. You'll Man. never hear of that gimmick or that coat ever again. Yeah. But back to the yeah, they're gonna get straight Hassan treatment. But yeah. my favorite NXT, of course, is Velveteen Dream because yeah. he has it. He's the full pack. He has the work rate. He has the charisma. He got the attitude. He got the gimmick. If did right, and we're not I saying this, this because we're co-hosts. If did right, mm-hmm. he him. can definitely be big. Yeah, he'd be the biggest Only thing. Only if did right. But since you said Velveteen, I would throw out another name because it's just so much talent down there in NXT. Um, first off, I'm really excited to see Kushida and Shane Strickland do more in NXT. I can't wait. Oh, Isaiah Swerve Scott is his name now. His name's Shane. His name's Shane Strickland still. <clears throat> hey, 
But mama name him Shane, I'ma call him Shane. I, I'm gonna just call him Swerve then. Mm-hmm. I'm calling him Swerve. But my favorite has to go to the King of Bros, Matt Riddle. I see that, yeah. Because he got the look. He, he got the charisma. Way how he comes out. Everything you say about Velveteen Dream, you flip it over. He has a medical a card. Bit, you got Matt Riddle. Yeah, you a got the card, submission baby. base. You got the fighter type feel that makes him seem dangerous. And just not that, he still seems so lovable, like a cool baby face. How he have the bandana, the long hair, looks like a Bon Eric. Yeah, look somewhat. straight up like a bonnet. Look straight up like a baby face from territorial days. It has the body and everything. Has the UFC background. You know who he reminds me of with his charisma. Who? And he can be any kind of baby face art heel with Matt Riddle. Gino Hernandez. Gino? Oh, we, oh man, we got to talk. Gino. We're going to say that for another episode. We're gonna Gino, say, don't say that. A lot no. of people who don't remember, Gino was never really a Gino. baby face. Oh, but at heel. first, he was always a heel. But he could be a baby face because you just love an asshole sometimes. But he was a heel. And why I'm comparing him to Gino is, if um, if you don't remember, at the TakeOver New York match with Velveteen for the North American title, a lot of people started booing Matt Riddle during his display of just dominance in that match. His offense was off the charts. And people had started to boo him. Because he had really started taking that classic Matt Riddle evolve heel type of, uh, you know, attitude. And the thing is, he always said he was never really a heel. It's just he thinks and regards himself in a higher way. And so when you have that mindset, you can't sit up here and just play around with the competition. That's the thing I see that he was the story he was painting with Velveteen in that match. Velveteen is a wrestler. I'm a wrestler and a fighter. I'm not going to play with you. I don't care if the fans don't like me or not right now. I'm trying to win a title. That's True. what will make Riddle a territory-like guy. I think Riddle, especially when he gets caught up to the main roster, he'll be somebody great for, I'll say SmackDown Live, especially when they go to Fox, because we all know Fox want a more athletic, more wrestling sports based show so hey get a former ufc fighter and put him in there somebody who's actually sport based let him it put it like this if seth never gets the back from lesnar oh yeah let riddle be the one to come up and be the one to take the belt off Lesnar. actually i'm here to see riddle pop off at some slam and loki helped off ziggler beat goldberg that would be so freaking cool. I'm here for all of that. <laughs> and I don't want to see Goldberg beat Matt Riddle. I actually don't want to see Goldberg beat Dolph Ziggler. Because what's the point? Here goes the thing. Oh, Dolph finna get squashed. Here goes the thing and I hate about it. the Goldberg thing. We're going to get back to our favorites in the other promotion. We're going to get back to the Goldberg thing okay. another day. Because yeah. we got a lot to talk True. about from Goldberg. True. But let's True. get to WWE. True. True. Well, we was already at WWE. Let's oh. get to the main roster. Who's your favorite on the main roster? Who's your guy? Can we have a guy and a gal? Sure. Okay. Favorite guy right now? Honestly? No one. Not a single person. Not a single soul. I'm sorry. I'm the wrestling fan who's very blunt about it. Nobody gives me, like, just instant pop. Naturally, it's AJ Styles just because I'm an AJ guy since 02, ever since I first saw him in um, NWA TNA Thanks. their first event and I loved his tag team he had with Jerry Lynn and their chemistry and his tag team with D'Lo Brown those small things about AJ will always stick with me because he is that once in a lifetime guy that's why he's the only guy I pop for but at the same time he's your US champion he's a mid card champion what about right Ricochet? Now. I like Ricochet I do but it's something Ricochet is also missing himself. He's phenomenal. He's really is. He needs some type of character work. Yes. Because you just being a great wrestler ain't the character one and work. only, yeah. That, and it goes back to what Austin even said on his podcast before about wrestlers. And not even Austin. Only Austin. Vince Russo said it. Vince? These guys are great wrestlers. We're not taking that away from them. It's just some of them lack character development. And my thing is the performance center is supposed to be 
the place where you get all that instilled in you. You learn all that work. But that's not even happening. And it also goes with the legends are, like, a lot of legends have been passing away. Like, recently we lost Harley Race. And we're going to get back on track. But what I'm saying is, when you have lack of legends around to share that knowledge... It's one thing if they told you something 15 years ago, five years ago at the most. That's just five years ago. The thing is, though, it's not even the fact that legends are... It's just a lack of guidance. It's the fact that legends, not all of them, but some legends also don't want to see that, hey, my time is over. Let me help. And not even just my time. What we used to do now, we don't do no more. No, 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 brother. It's not the same. We don't wrestle the same because I didn't like when Vader, rest in peace, didn't like Will Ospreay and Ricochet because I'm like, yo, I understand what you're saying, but still, you have to also understand, hey, this is a new generation. They're doing new stuff. Yeah. And you just got to accept and keep going. But my favorite to wrap this up on the main roster is... I'm not going to say my favorite, but the person I pop hard for right now has to be Andrade. I'm Andrade? ready to see him get a push. I you pop, see you pop for him more than Zelina? No. Okay. okay nah, I'm, I'm pop for Zelina all time. Oh, all, okay. all time. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. But the thing is with Andrade, he's needed a stable. I want to see him lead a stable, lead a faction. Have him and Rey Mysterio stop fighting. Have them come together. Give me a AWO type faction. Give me a Los Ingo Benable Day WWE. Give me something. Don't give me an LIJ for WWE. Even though LIJ started in CMLL. And he was definitely one of the founders. Yes, Andrade is a founder. That Tranquilo, that's all him. That's why I had to check certain people on. I was like, look, you're talking about Naito created Tranquilo. Kilo, that is a lie. No. I was like, Japanese person create a Spanish. <laughs> a Spanish fucking word. Exactly. Nah. That's just like me saying, oh, I came oh, up when with When is Konnichiwa. the last Japanese person you just seen pointed their fist with that much swag and a pose like that? Exactly. Tell me. I'll wait. I'll we, wait. We know Naito ain't get that from Japan, but yeah. my dude is definitely on dry day right now. He's, every time he have a good match, is always great. With Ray or anybody, it's always good. Selena Vega is out there. And I just like the fact that it's kind of old school. He has a manager. And he don't call him like, hey, we're together. We're a couple or nothing like that. No, this is my business manager. Yeah, She's helping me get my match. And that's so old school. And that's so cool. That's why I love Carmella with R-Truth. Yes. Yes. Oh, R-Truth definitely deserves a nod too. Because how he took the 24-7 title and made that really the most relevant belt in WWE on his main roster right now. That's really speaking to how good this man is. And we will have episode on our truth because I don't think he definitely gets enough credit that he should begin on how old he is. His career in first, general. First and last African-American NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Preach. Two times at that. Preach. So, um, and for his first title reign, he beat Ken Shamrock. Let that sink in. He'd only... African-American? There's never been another African-American NWA world champion. Nope. Because, see, we got to look at it. When Ron Simmons held the world. That was WCW. That was WCW. Mm-hmm. That was straight up WCW. And then, well, think it about wasn't it. wasn't a big gold belt. Yeah, then think about it. NWA just now coming back, getting a renaissance. Yeah, so it might. It might get know. one sooner or later. But I, I don't see nobody taking it off of Nick right now. No. Nick is on his game, honestly. I yeah, he that. definitely deserves another honor mention because we ain't named NWA as a promotion. But definitely goes to Nick. Nick Aldis. And where's your wife, Nick? Where's Mickey? Because I haven't seen Mickey on. You know, she heard. you heard she, she's injured. She, she just has. How? Her, I don't know. How? I, it has she to be ain't a been house, on the roster. It has to be a house show injury. That's just like somebody telling me, hey, well, you know, the ascension hurt. How? Where is the ascension? Where? I've been seeing they them probably like 24-7. They um, probably hurt. True. They hurt. That's what it is. All oh, these boys hurt. Another Mojo Riley. He's hurt. Wow. <laughs> How? 
I don't know. They hurt. He probably was looking in the mirror too hard and like busted those veins in his forehead. Yeah, when he started hollering, it kind of broke it. Yeah, like hurt his chest or something. God help him. Godspeed. Um, Another honorable mention, we have to, I have to just bring him up and I have to shine some light. We're going to get out of here and let you guys go and, you know, think about what all's been discussed here and enjoy tonight because SmackDown Live does come on tonight. But the thing in the person... I have to say the thing because his character is a thing. Bray Wyatt and his fan fiend persona persona is just gold right now. Yes. The attacks on the legends, the Thanks. use, the stop using of the Abigail and the Manable Claw is genius because the first thing a lot of people said was how will Brace why Bray Wyatt's maneuvers be? What is his move set now? Does he keep everything he's been doing, or does he change it up? And I said, if Bray Wyatt, he can keep that running senton splash, because I love a good senton splash. But if Bray Wyatt uses more power-based maneuvers, more like I'ma call it indie power-based maneuvers. Power-based maneuvers saying something like he hits a gut buster, a rope-hung gut buster. Then grabs the person, lifts them up, and powers them down into, like, a throw suplex or a a heavy-ass falcon arrow. It's something different. He needs something different. He deserves something different. And to me, that goes with the moveset. No more Sister Abigail, even though we have Abby the Witch. We don't need Sister Abigail anymore. We need something new. She's gone. She's gone. The Manable Claw is something great. Because think about it. He uses the hurt hand to do it. He doesn't use the the glove that says heal. He uses a glove that says hurt. And it also goes back to, I saw somebody on Instagram comparing the character to that of Mankind's. And the characters are similar. They're the damaged dark personas of both men. Both men have been fu- were frustrated of their push, their direction, the respect, the lack thereof respect that they were getting, and turned into a dark version of themselves. You know who else I want to give a shout out to? Trick Maverick. Yeah, that match he had against uh, Mike Bennett. Yeah, that Falls Count Anywhere match. Shout out to you, Drake Maverick, because you spud. also definitely elevate the 24-7 title. And you're just funny, man. And hashtag push EC3. That's all I'm saying. It's time for us to go. Don't forget, guys. Like, subscribe, follow. Follow us on Instagram at Top Hills Podcast. Follow us individually. You will see our names up there when you see Top Hills Podcast. And another thing, don't be shy to send us messages um, pertaining to wrestling. wrestling. Now, anything personal, just letting you know. Do not, and I repeat, do not. Please don't. DM our personal pages with a personal issue. If you have a personal issue, DM the Top Heels podcast page. One of us would either answer you and settle anything that might you might feel a certain way about, but never, ever, 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 ever have an issue with something we say on this podcast and DM our personal Everything pages. we say on this podcast is wrestling. Wrestling. And then it's... Our opinions, we do drop facts. Don't get me yeah, wrong. We Whenever we say something factual, trust me, we looked it up. Y'all can even look it up. Or y'all are asking facts. Y'all should know it. Come on yeah. now. But hey, join us. Let us know. What do y'all, what do y'all want us to talk about? Let us know your opinions on some of these things. Send us a question. Guy? Send us some questions that we will answer on here. And we will shout y'all out. All right? Let us know. That's everything? That's everything, bro. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. If y'all stand to the end, thank you. We love y'all. Top Hills are out.